singing it we were we were i didn't realize that's how you wanted to open the podcast um that's okay i'll do an actual opening no i feel like the opening should be like something about like ripping my heart out and stomping on it because that's what rebecca yaros has done to me has she really i cried so hard and then unfortunately was on my way to see people and got there and was like oh it's fine and i walk in and they're like oh my gosh are you okay it's like you look really upset. What like what's going on? And I was like, oh no, no, no. I'm okay. I just finished listening to this part of this book and like I just it made me cry. And it yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, okay. Well, so we're gonna go hello everyone. Hi, it's the literary latte podcast. I'm Brandon. And I am Katie. And we're going to be covering um, the final part of Iron Flame. We did a part one a couple weeks ago where we did chapters one through 33. We're going to be covering the rest. Just wanted to introduce that before I ask Katie further questions because I wanted to clarify. Did you (laughs) cry because of the mom or because of Zayden? I cried because of the mom and Sloan. Like it was both. Why Sloan? Because of what that will like what I, I don't know how much you want to get into because I feel like it's spoiling what's happening we haven't we'll gotten get to there it. yet yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right you're right we'll get to it um yeah. yeah so um before we dive into the plot and all that in the discussion um Katie what did you think about the second half of Iron Flame oh my gosh so much happens in this second part like every time I turned around I was like oh my god what oh my gosh what is happening like, what is this? What's going on? And then a few parts where I was like, I don't. Why is this in here? I don't know. <laughs> the I don't know if we needed scene. that. Oh, my gosh. That throne scene. Holy crap. Katie, Rebecca oh needs my to gosh. go to jail for that. <laughs> no, she should win all of the awards for that scene. Oh, jail my gosh. No, said... that scene. <laughs> so good. No, it so was a good, good scene. There was just one moment where I was like, why did she say that? <laughs> oh, it's so like that scene was so good. Actually, we're going to talk about that scene because my a friend of mine um, and I talked about it and how it gives a very interesting point of view on uh, sex and pleasure. So we, we, you and I can discuss a little bit and we'll see what if you if you agree with me. Or if uh, this is just a, a a female perspective on that scene. Um. Okay, I'm excited for that. Um. What else? I will say I have to agree about part two. Definitely a lot happened. Contrary to what you yeah. said about part one, you're yeah. Like, part one, so much happened, and I was like, eh. um. Part two, definitely a lot happened. Yes. D- definitely a lot of twists and turns. Yes. And you know, a a, a twist of all twists. Um, so much happening so should we do you do you want to give overarching thoughts right now or should we go back to the beginning of the second section and kind of recap where we left off let's go back to the second section and like kind of recap and like from there we can give our thoughts 
I like it. So at the end of the first section, where we left off with is they had uh, Violet and Zayden and the crew had broken into the archives with the intention of stealing the journals from the first six, first six writers. They make it, they're able to do it. They are trying to run out of the archives. They almost didn't make it, but of course they do. So where we left off is finding out is Zayden actually going to make it through the doors before they close? He does. We're good to go. They think they're like, whoo, we did it. Good to go. It's moving on. So Zayden now has to go back to his post and Violet is going to go off and do her thing. And as Violet is walking back to her rooms, she is intercepted by Nolan. Remember, Nolan is the the, the mender. Mm-hmm. And we find out Nolan is I don't I don't know what to call Nolan because I feel like he has good intentions and it, his actions are things seemingly that are like for the quote unquote greater good but like he's he's not a good person no it's hard because it's like he it's almost like he wants to be a good person, but he's yeah. doing the wrong things yes. to try to be a good person. Yes. So it's he, almost like he, good intentions, but you're doing yes. everything wrong. Yes. So he helps Varish kidnap Violet and then take her into like an interrogation room cell in the bottom of Bezgaith to torture her so that Varish can torture her in order to get information about what they're doing is seemingly for the sake of the quote-unquote greater good of making sure that their country is not going to be like invaded or something Varish is just that dude is a slime ball he's the but, worst yeah the fact that nolan like played a part in this though i was like what the heck yeah that was the thing and it's like i feel like he did it maybe i guess to try to protect baz but it's like um i don't know if this is the way yeah so violet's kidnapped and she is held for weeks by varish and is tortured but she won't give up the information she's not going to tell them about zayden smuggling out weapons she's not going to tell them about the resistance or about Brennan and all of this stuff. And she is like, she is dying, essentially, is what's happening. Is mm-hmm. she was captured, she was tortured. Nolan is brought in to mend her, but ultimately, like they just kind of keep her right on the edge. And in her in her subconscious, as she's enduring all of this pain and suffering, her subconscious conjures up Liam. Let me tell you, I, I'm not going to cry. I'm probably not going to cry. I don't know. (laughs) I might. I, in that moment of like, she's talking about how much pain she's in. And then she, you know, starts talking to Liam and Liam is like telling her like, you can do this. Hold on. Like I'm here. And it was just this amazing moment in my mind of like, she is in so much pain and suffering. And instead of conjuring up, Zayden, who she loves, or her mom, or whoever, she conjures up Liam. Her subconscious says, what will bring you comfort in this moment is Liam. 
And it made me so teary and so happy in spite of the horrible situation that she's in, but that she like stays, like he stays with her. Again, I understand it's her subconscious, but it's just this beautiful thing of like, even though he's gone, like his, their, their friendship like lives on. And I loved it so much. It made me happy and a little misty and I just had all the feels. Yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> it was a sweet moment. Like, Katie had a very emotional reaction. I was just like, yeah, it was nice. I would have preferred if Liam came back to life, but you I know, would love that. which is shocking that, I mean, you never know. There's more books. I just yeah. feel like in this world, coming back to life should be like a common occurrence, but we have yet to touch that topic. But I feel like that could be potentially explored in future books. Maybe I think in because with the with the coming back of like Jack Barlow, that to me is like that that was portrayed as something that was like against nature, like it shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think because Liam's character was so pure, I don't think that they'll bring him back unless it's in like flashbacks or in the case of this, like her subconscious conjuring him. You know, because of that we'll um, just continue to reference him every other chapter which i'm fine with i'm yeah. like i love it because i i i get i think my favorite character in this whole series is liam so far <laughs> liam or taryn those are like the the top two for me i do like taryn um i love so, andarna though i do love andarna yeah so but let's go go back to this so liam is there to kind of help her through this varish brings in dane and we find out um, I think we actually talked about this in the last se section that Varish has been training Dane. Mm -hmm. And so he brings Dane in and tries to convince him to read Violet's memories. And you kind of have this moment where Dane realizes everything that's going on. And instead of siding with Varish and with Navarre, he helps Violet escape. He like... Takes he the does. knife. He, it's a whole thing, and where I was like, "Oh my gosh, he did it!" Like, because it was but, a little confusing. Because before yeah. it was like he goes to touch Violet, and she tries to make sure like that all her thoughts that he'll read is from the mm -hmm. battle with the yeah. Wyvern and the Venom. But yeah. then he kind of acts like afterwards, like, "Yes, he's been smuggling weapons. They're traitors." And you're like, yeah. "Oh fuck, Dane! Like, did you really <laughs> not see this? Gosh, Dane! Just when we, you know, part one, we were really like, oh, Dane! You know, maybe he's not like, maybe he's more innocent than we think.' And then yeah. we're like, "Oh gosh, is he gonna actually do this?" But then he does, and he stabs Varish, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, Dane! My first initial thoughts of you being the one." I don't think you're the one, but you're not as bad as. <laughs> right, right. It's it's so good, and like ultimately, Violet gets to kill Varish, which loved that was yeah, all for Zayden that. Showed up, and Zayden like, shows up. This is your battle to do. So good, yeah. So I just love that, and Zayden like when Zayden found out, Zayden went hard. That bro, like, took Wyvern and, like, dropped them on outposts, like, across Navarre and was like, check this out. And then went and, and like, tried to rescue Violet. Now, she was already on her way out by the time he showed up because, like, Dane helped, which was great. And then Violet's mom shows up. 
as they are like getting ready to leave. So like kind of all hell has broken loose at Bezgaith. And the mom shows up and her and Violet have this conversation where she's like, yep, I know everything that's been going on. And yes, we've been hiding it. And she tells Violet that she forced her into the writer's quadrant because she knew that if she was in the the scribe's quadrant and found out about all the things that the scribes have been hiding and how they've been like essentially rewriting history that Violet would want to do something about it and ultimately would end up getting killed mm-hmm. because of that. And so she felt like being in the writer's quadrant gave her the best chance of staying alive. Ultimately, they, Violet and many of the other students, they kind of have this conversation where they're like, listen, here's the reality of what's going on. You can come with us and, and we're going to go back to the rebellion and you can join the rebellion or you can stay here. And a lot of the the writers, a lot of the cadets leave with Violet and with Zayden, including Dane. Dane goes. Mm-hmm. All pretty much all of Fourth Wing goes. Like Rhiannon, um, Sawyer, all of them. They're like, Yep, we're with you. Let's go. Yes. And it's a very it's very like a big shift because at first it was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's peace at Basquiat and Violet's just been taken away and been tortured. And then all of a sudden everything's flipped and we're in another rebellion and mm-hmm. like revolution. And the mom, the mom's interesting because like you kind of get a peek into her because before she's mm-hmm. just been so stone cold and we're just like, oh, yeah. the mom sucks. And now we're kind of seeing like, Oh, she does suck for some reasons, but she does care about her kids, even though she doesn't show it or as good as she can show it, at least. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like I felt like in that moment she was almost supporting the rebellion in a way or just like get out of here, like do what you have to do. Oh, for sure. We also find out that the mom and Zayden had made a deal with one another. And so the mom allowed all of the or like made it so that all of the marked ones would end up in the writers the, the writers quadrant and in return the mom told Zayden that he had to look out and make sure that Violet didn't die look out for mm-hmm. Violet which kind of fucks with Violet's head a little bit because she kind of thinks that now so Zayden like fucks with Violet's head. I, that's true again <laughs> she's so young she's so young and she's dealing with so many things I know but you know what are you gonna do? She's she's trying. She just is emotionally immature and she's learning. She is. She is. So they all go back to Ryerson House and that is they're gonna hang out there for a bit. They kind of like reestablish the college, sort of. And because they're like, Well, we have these cadets, like we have to train them. <laughs> we yeah. can't just like they're bonded to dragons, they have to learn how like they have to manifest their signets they have to learn how to wield their signets they have to like we have to have to read like teach them history of like what is actually happening like they just kind of like re-establish the war college at ryerson's house mm-hmm. and that's kind of like zayden is still going out on missions and so it kind of they settle into this kind of like status quo for a bit where Violet is um, training and learning and she's still going through this college and Zayden is still running, uh, is still like 
trying to figure out how to create weapons and they are trying to build their own forge. They're trying to figure out how exactly they can put wards up where they're at because they're outside of the wards of Navarre. That's the and, big thing they're trying to figure out with the journals. Yeah. It's like, how do we make wards? Yep. Yep. And they just kind of settle into this. And this is kind of where you, you sit for a little bit as they're like trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. They're and getting their homeschool together. They're starting this like new a university. homeschool co-op. <laughs> it kind a of is. Summer camp vibes. It kind of is. Because like Brennan starts to to study and or starts to teach rather and is like uh, one of the professors. So it really like I know you weren't homeschooled, but I was. It really does give like homeschool mm. vibes, like homeschool <laughs> co-op vibes for sure. Katie's just in the corner of the fourth wing series in season two, Iron Flame. She's just like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> hi guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my dragon or my griffin. Ooh. Ooh, could be. So <laughs> sorry, that made me laugh. Um <laughs> So they're trying to figure this out. Zayden and Violet are trying to kind of figure out their relationship as well. Zayden's like, ask me anything you want to know. And Violet's like, I don't really like, why do I have to ask you? And is like, it's just this back and forth of like, you're hiding things. And he's like, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. You just have to ask. And I understand where she's coming from a little bit of like, why do I have to ask? But I think from his perspective, he's always also kind of like, Show me what you're curious about. Like, ask me what you want to ask me. And there's things that she definitely does not want to ask him. And so, mm-hmm. like, about the deal he made with her mom or about his relationship with his ex cat, who, spoiler alert, is a psycho. She kind of she gets unhinged. Good. Oh, unhinged. yeah. She gets eventually she's fine. But for a very big part of the second section, she is unhinged. Right. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, yes. What What are you going through? But, um, yeah. you know, I'm actually I'll take up for Violet in this moment. I will look at me um, because although I do think any and everything makes her second guessing and like spiraling Mm -hmm. i'm willing to say that you know a reason why i may react negatively towards that is because we often react negatively towards things that are a reflection of ourselves so i can see i have moments where i look into any and everything and i spiral so (laughs) i'm really yelling at myself and not violet so I i can get that it's still annoying but um with the whole zayden Oh, like asking anything you want to know. Sir, you know what she wants to know. You know. So you could just offer a couple things. Like just say it. Yeah, he could. But then I also think that speaks to his humanity that he's also scared and worried that if he is completely honest, that she wouldn't want to be with him. And I mean, she will want to be with him. She'll think about it for like ever and like question everything and be passive aggressive and start fights but she does want to be with him because she loves him and honestly if you read the scenes you would want to be with him too (laughs) (laughs) are you you specifically talking about about the the smutty scenes you know wherever your mind went (laughs) is wherever your truth lies (laughs) 
Yeah, I will say Zayden is a very like emotionally mature man in this series. Yes. And I love that. I honestly think that's what is the most attractive thing about him. Yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. I agree. So that's great. He's no fuck boy. He is not. No, no, no. So one of the things that they need is called a luminary. And so the person, there is someone who has a luminary who is willing to give it to them if Violet will display her signet for him. And Zayden is like, no, absolutely not. We are not doing this. Over and over and over again. And she's like, well, why? Like, this should be my decision. So in true Violet fashion, she, oh, I should also mention, outside of the cadets, other writers also end up showing up at Ryerson House, one of which is Violet's sister, Mira, which Mm -hmm. as soon as she shows up, she's going to see Brennan. And what I love about the Brennan-Mira reunion is that Mira just hauls off and punches him right in the face. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, this is, that's, yes. It yes. is. I love I, it. A very, you know, I think somewhat justified reaction. I mean, look, oh, yeah. he has been lying, but also it's like, he's been lying for a purpose. But in the moment, you're not thinking about the purpose. You're just thinking about the fact that, like, bitch, you've been faking your death. Mm-hmm. So, and also, Brennan rubbed me the wrong way towards the end of the book which i get but i'm also like "Mm." it's it's very much like big like overprotective big brother vibes yeah he just it's it's complicated the soringale family they are but they Uh, have a little like like sibling fun and violet decides to go behind zayden's back and go get this luminary so shows up at at this this location and is met by Griffin Riders, which she has met before. One of them is Serena, who was one of the Griffin Riders that we met in Fourth Wing. And her sister, Kat, who's very annoying. And then they part and there is Zayden. So she thinks she's being slick and Zayden won't know where she is. But Taryn let it, quote unquote, slip to Segale about what was going on. And Sigail obviously told Zayden, and then Zayden got there and was like, like, word on the street is Violet is making her way to get a luminary. And you know where that's going from. Oh, violence. What are you doing? (laughs) 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 Let me me teach this bitch a lesson. Oh, hi. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do you remember, do you recall the name of the guy that has luminary? Didn't it, like, count something? probably i yeah. don't he he's very like he he gave me um what's the guy from the hunger games that is stanley tucci's character oh i don't know but i know what you mean i could yeah, see that like stanley tucci from like that's who would play this this character if they like even in the show i would love for him to play this guy in the show stanley like, tucci should be stanley tucci should be involved in many shows and oh, this is 100% one of them agree i love that man he's yes. hysterical so think like very flamboyant very like we cannot discuss business before dinner and like, <laughs> you cannot come to dinner in your writing leathers you must be fancy and dress up and we want the show and he's just he must wear a gown he is also the uncle of cat 
and Serena. Yes. And someplace that Zayden has spent a lot of time. And Violet notes, she's like, wow, Zayden, you really know yeah. your way around this like, place. You Zayden has, with it. he has a room there a with room. clothes that were specifically designed for him. Mm. So many things where she's like, what the heck? We also, during this time, find out that Kat, and I wasn't sure if this was everyone or if this was just Kat, Kat's like power is that she can heighten emotion. Yes. And so the whole time that Violet's here, Violet obviously is like, really pissed at Zayden because it's like very clear Mm -hmm. that this is a place that he has been to and that there's history there and she feels like he should have prepped her for that keep in mind that she did go there behind his back so So keep that in mind Violet (laughs) Um, but she like Kat just like messes with violet's head heightens her emotions violet's like i'm gonna kill her violet's like i'm not even sure why i like i'm jealous but i don't know why i'm feeling this jealous like it's not that bad (laughs) really really intense eventually zayden is finally able to like get her attention and he tells her and this is like an ongoing thing with cat which is why i'm like she is psycho she clearly is like mentally like messing with violet every chance she gets it's Anne also like, an ongoing thing with Kat to show up in a scantily clad outfit and be like, oh, Soren Gale, look at your brittle bones. You think Zayden <laughs> wants to stick his bone into these? Oh, look at me. I'm a woman. Oh what are you? Gosh. You're nothing but a pole. And I'm voluptuous. <laughs> and Will's like, fuck, she is pretty. <laughs> right. But then, like, Zayden is like, she shows up and Zayden is like, oh my gosh, you in that dress. Like, he does not give two shits no. about Kat or what Kat is doing. Like, it's almost embarrassing the lengths that Kat is going to try and make Violet uncomfortable. Where Zayden yeah. is just like, yeah, I don't care. You know who like, would play Kat? Who played um in The Little Mermaid, Ursula's human form? That could be a good cat. Oh, I don't remember what her name is. I was thinking, um, oh, I can't think what her name is. Shoot. It's okay. I'll come oh, across so her mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see her face. Also someone from The Hunger Games. Okay. Um, I can see her face, but I can't think of it. But yeah, I. I is it the girl that was in Catching Fire that like got naked in the elevator? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. The girl from yes. Stepmom. Yes. Did you? Okay, yes. I could see yes. that too. I don't know what I her could... name is, but yes, that's who it is. I think it's Jenna something. Yeah, I think you're right. That's who, like, that. like I, she's probably at this point too old to play her because I think Kat's like fairly young as well. Because they're like in their early 20s, but it just feels yeah. like they're older sometimes because right. they yeah. have to do so much. Yeah, true. So um, ultimately what ends up happening is that in order to get this luminary, uh, Violet has to display her power. And Zayden is not allowed to be anywhere by her. So they send her into the bottom of this, like, arena where this is there's this giant, like, chest, um, chest of, like, drawers or something. And inside of it is a venom. And so it's this huge dramatic thing where ultimately Violet is able to kill him. But it's it's craziness. They ultimately, they get the luminary. They go back. But the stipulation is that they must take the Griffin Riders with them. And so now the college at Ryerson House is going to have Dragon Riders and Griffin Riders, who have been enemies for 
centuries at this point and now suddenly are supposed to be friends and so Kat and Serena which Serena on- honestly sounds cool and more often than not is like Kat will you stop oh that's like, knock no- it off that's also her best friend uh, Marin. Yes, Kat's told, well, here's the thing, Kat is told by literally everyone that she needs to stop. Yeah. Literally and everyone is like, what are you doing? Knock it off. And she's like, no, I hate this bitch. <laughs> I'm going to make her feel bad about her silver ass hair and her brittle bones. <laughs> I'm going to crush her bones to dust. But she really, <laughs> she goes in. And again, like Zayden does not give two shits about Kat no. at all. Like, it's it's craziness. Yeah, and um, but the Griffins and the Flyers they go to the Ryers, the land of Ryerson, to join um the Riders. But the thing with like Griffins that comes up a lot is they're not they're good on land, but mm-hmm. they're not best like flying and certain they can't temperatures really like altitudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. at, they can only go up to certain altitudes, and Ryerson House sits, um. Like, really high up in a mountain. Yeah. One thing I do like that we learn more about, like, the Griffins and the Flyers that I feel like Violet and Sloane and them kind of reflect upon is how much truly of, like, a family the Flyers are. And they, like, yeah. help one another and they look out for one another. Where yeah. the Riders, like, within their squads kind of do that. But mm-hmm. leading up to it, it's very much like, I'm going to kill you. And it's like a fight right. to the death. Well, so- and there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of, like, unnecessary tests that the the dragon riders go through. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that, like, you could almost die. Like, or not almost, like, like you could die at any point. Yeah. You're at the school. And it's, like, the dragon, or the, the flyers are, like, what do you mean? So in order for a flyer to bond with a griffin, what happens is they go up to this cliff and when the griffins uh, fly past, they have to jump off of the cliff and try and land on a griffin. And ultimately, if they can keep their seat, they are now a griffin rider and they are bonded with that griffin. If they don't, they fall into the water, they swim to shore, and they join a different part of the army. Whereas if you don't bond a dragon, usually it's because you you die. Like, yeah. you usually just die. Also, you can be killed by other cadets. Yeah, it's like, like fight to the death, and the flyers are like anyone can join. It's fine. Yeah, and they're and they like help each other out. Like there's so many things where, where the the griffins or the griffin rider or flyers are just like. So so we're the we're the barbarians, but like everything you're telling me here is it sounds like you guys are kind of the fucked up ones. It sounds here. like you guys are the problem. Have you have <laughs> you can have you considered maybe like maybe you're the problem. Maybe it's like the me. stuff that you're doing. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Oh my god, I need to send you side note. There's this TikTok. This girl like does like these amazing reenactments of shows. And she did if Glee had a Taylor Swift episode now, and it was perfect. They had Quinn sing anti-hero. Um, fun side note to anyone listening that enjoys Glee, TikTok, and stupid humor. Um I love that. But yes, so yeah, the Flyers go to the land of Ryerson, or Ryerson. Ryerson is how I used to say. (laughs) But now I know the right way is Ryerson. Ryerson. Um, And it's definitely, it takes a minute for 
there to be peace. There's, there's a lot them. of tension. There's a lot of tension. And they're trying. The The professors got to give them credit. They're trying to get them to work together. They, in a misguided but good intentioned attempt to do that, they allow the Griffins to challenge one of the writers and in hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. And as very predictably goes, Cat challenges Violet. She does. However, Cat cheats because Cat's psycho. Yes, because you're not supposed to use your powers or like yeah. signets or anything like that. Correct. We also find out that Zayden and Cat were actually engaged, like like betrothed to one another, essentially. Like, yeah. And so throughout this hand-to-hand combat thing that's happening, Violet's getting like more and more irrational. And you find out that essentially Kat doesn't really give a shit about about Zayden. He she just wants his like quote unquote crown because he is like the head of this city and is like the heir apparent. And it's like even though there hasn't been a king there for years at this point. She still is like, I want the power, and he's not capable of love, and is just really kind of a like power hungry psychopath. Yeah. And like she's definitely getting in in the combat, she's getting in Violet's head where it's just like he's not capable of love and all that stuff, and like rallying her up to the point where like Violet's trying to kill her. Yeah, because she, again, can influence her emotion. And so mm-hmm. she's getting more and more intense and gets to the point where she has Kat's throat like, in her hands and is, like, choking the life out of her. And she cannot stop. And Zayden shows up and she's like, you have to help me. And so Zayden, who you're not supposed to, but Zayden interferes, picks her up. And when they're like, what are you doing, Ryerson? Then everyone realizes that Kat has been cheating. Mm-hmm. And... All of this stuff and just saying awful, horrible things to Violet. Like at one point, I think the the thing that probably really got to Violet was Kat called her um, a convenient hole for Zayden <sighs> to fuck. We we put the explicit warning on this, right? Um, we do, we do okay. the podcast because you never know what we're going to talk about. Never um, do. But that was like that phrase when you are already insecure about your relationship with this guy like what a what a jerk thing to do no it's um definitely bitchy and cat's also the type of crazy that while violet's about to kill her she refuses to tap out right she's and like even i'll die when, yeah she's like i would rather die yes choke the life out of me i would rather die and like even when she's like told to to stop she's like no and she just keeps messing with it. What lessens the impact or the the effect on uh, Violet's emotion is distance. So Zayden takes her into the throne room. And this is the scene that is all over TikTok and really? Instagram. Yes, because he. this is the scene where he says, my house, my chair, my woman. Oh. Yes. TikTok likes that little bite. They do. <laughs> they like the they like the possessiveness. And this is I need kind to of... go more on our podcast TikTok because I don't get as much book stuff on my personal one, but I would assume. Well, I only a... do I do Instagram. So that's I see oh, like true. I see the TikToks weeks later, like a true millennial. Oh, 
<laughs> but what this scene is, this throne scene, is Zayden essentially um Um, I don't really like how how like explicit to get. Um, let's say in order. Hold on. So in order for Violet to understand, essentially what he says is, I could say anything and everything to try and get you to believe me that I don't want anyone else. You are who I want. You are who I love. Everything. But he says it's not going to be enough for you. So I'm going to show you. And he locks the door and proceeds to to just go to town and um it's very intense it's it's that scene was very much violet focused and well he's showing like i'm going to pleasure you yes and only you yes and so she then is like i want to like reciprocate and he's like no that's not what this is about this is me proving to you that everything that she is saying to you is wrong it is lies, but I'm going to physically show you this. And I thought that was a fantastic scene. And also something where often sex is very male-focused. Yes. In books and and, and movies and culture. Um, and so this was a scene where it was entirely female focused that was the point of the scene and it was it like it was just it was a fantastically written scene it was so good but just Zayden's like or he was just like no this is about you and like it was so like the again this he's just so wonderful um yes no it was a great scene um very explicit Um, explicit. and i do agree it is a lot of like about getting the male guy off and a lot of scenes in like not to bring this back to a place reality tv but it's what i do on this past episode of southern charm there's this people these people taylor and shep and they um they recently broke up because I think he broke up with her, but he had cheated on her like multiple times. I don't know. Mm. They're like all fucked up. But she made a joke about like how he never like made her finish. Okay. And he's like, well, why would I care? As long as I'm oh ready, it's good. And everyone's like, Craig, <laughs> one of the characters, he's like, you know, this is where Shep and I are different. <laughs> we make sure everyone's well- happy. <laughs> Also, if I'm going to bring it back to your favorite reality TV show, Vanderpump Rules, if you recall a certain comment that um, douchebag Tom said mm-hmm. about Ariana keeping her shirt on. Yes. Zayden it, proving it doesn't matter. Tom is very, Tom should read these books and learn a thing about um intimacy and how it's not Mm -hmm. all about you sir Mm -hmm. um yes um my only thing and why i made the joke about jail in the beginning of this was there was just one part where she (laughs) she said like something like and then he put his finger on the bud and it was like okay (laughs) oh it's my favorite one of my favorite things is to to read the different words that authors will come up with for like 
<laughs> genitalia um, yeah it was just it caught me off guard i was like Wait yeah and it's like velvet wrap steel velvet and you're wrap. like huh <laughs> velvet wrap steel yeah like that one yeah but is very popular button um like <laughs> there's so many things like yeah the 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 other terms that they come up with for that is it's very funny um but it, yeah just it was a great scene 10 out of 10 recommend um yeah i definitely was like okay <clears throat> i like I will fan myself say, off here a little bit oh um go take a shower katie <laughs> a cold shower <laughs> mm, violet needed one after that she did um especially with the lightning it was like extra heat um, but my thing I will say with Zayden that annoys me is he's so hot and cold sometimes. It's like one minute he's like doing the deed, and the next minute he's like on the other side of the room, like, you have to get away from me. I don't want you to think that I'm just using you for pleasure and like all this stuff. And it's like I don't oh. I don't think that's cold though. That still is like it's proving the point of it's proof no, it it's like we're in it, it it's like not it's just like okay we're in this moment and now all of a sudden you're being weird and like distancing yourself and yeah you're I don't think that's what point. he's doing I think that's him proving I know a point. it's not what distancing he would be he's like doing I know he doesn't be... think he's doing it but he is <laughs> well what, what else would you have him do because he's making the point of this is for you like like but Violet I want... also wants to do more she does but that's not the point of the scene the point of the scene is that she doesn't have to do more. That that his love and that his affection is not based. It's not transactional. It's not yeah. you do something for me. I do something for you. Like it's he doesn't do the stuff because she's convenient or because she's there or whatever. Like he does the stuff because he loves her. And so I think that was the point of the entire scene and why he backed off and was like, no, I don't want you to return the favor. You know. Yes. Um, I get it, but he can sometimes be like that, where it's like, it's just very okay. We're I agree having this be... intimate moment, and then all of a sudden you're like halfway across the room, being a freak, not looking at me, and it's just like one of those where it's like it's it's very like. Well, what do you, what would you have him do instead? Because again, it's him proving a point. I don't know. Just be normal and be like, you don't have to touch me. Like, this is good. We're good. You don't have to be across the room, like being a freak. Well, he's really like strong feelings and emotions. So I think like the distance is something that like he needed to Get help. Get like... <laughs> Listen. Ah. <laughs> It's gonna be like that's what Violet wants to do, and I agree. But I'm just like I feel like he could have just ended it a little more neutrally. I don't. I think his emotions were too high to do that because this is not just like this. This was a very intense. Like this is a very intense scene. Like signets are are on the 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 throne, the king's throne. Well, it's not technically a throne, but close enough. Um, (laughs) but it was like his signet was going crazy. Violet's was like this was a very emotionally intense scene and so I think he needed that physical distance in order to prove his point I don't think that it was him trying to make things weird I don't I agree with you trying to but I think he did (laughs) I agree with you that sometimes they will have these these like really 
emotional conversations and then he'll kind of be like but like you you won't understand if you see the real me or whatever like i Mm -hmm. think he does that we see less of that in this book and we see a lot of emotional maturity coming from him in a lot of like no we're we're going to work this out Mm -hmm. um but i i heavily disagree with you about your assessment on his actions after that scene um you know the good thing about this pod is we respect each other's opinions. We do. We respect each other. And we could agree to disagree. Even if you're wrong, I will agree to disagree with you. It's just like, (laughs) I just feel like it's symbolic of Zayden that he'll get close and then all of a sudden he'll be gone. Okay. I I will, uh, yes and no, because I think initially, yes, he was like that. I think in the later parts of this book, that's not the case. Definitely in the later parts of this book, he gets more. Yeah vulnerable and open yeah and we learn a lot about zayden do we learn so much so um things are moving right so they also we find out (laughs) outside (laughs) outside of the bedroom things are also moving things are happening they have a forge they are making weapons that are imbued with runes in order to kill the venom. Yes. They um, are able to, part of the, I think with having the forge too, um, a dragon hatches. And so there's a new hatching ground and like all the stuff is happening. They are still trying to get their wards up. They are trying to, Dane and Violet are working together to translate the journal of um, one of the, the first six and they're trying to to get it figured out and imbuing the, the stone that they need with power so that they can make these wards. Um, and they're just they're, they're they're working. They're trying to figure stuff out. They're going this way, that way. They find out that if they raise the wards, if they're successful at raising the wards, that the Griffin Riders will no longer be able to use magic. Mm-hmm. And in a very mature step on on uh violet's side as she figures it out she tells the griffins she tells the griffin flyers like if we do this you will lose your ability to to wield magic she does if there's one thing about violet she's fair and she often puts others before herself she does indeed 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 there someone makes an offhanded comment at one point about Second signets, because Violet should have a, a second signet because she has two dragons. Oh, and yes. as we know, and Darna does eventually wake up from her dreamless sleep. She does. And, and we find sassy. out some stuff. She is very sassy. She's mm-hmm. very, very sassy. We love Andarna. Unfor- I will say when we kind of get hinted about the second signet, I thought, because I wasn't sure where they were going, and maybe it just went over my head. I was like, are we about to find out that, like, Zayden and Violet are low-key related? Oh, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Because it was just, it talked about, like, being related and, like, dragons and all that. And I was just like, they are connected. So I'm like, oh gosh, is this going to be, like, some weird twisted revelation (laughs) where we find out they're related? I'm like, that would make this very weird. Yeah, that's very true we do find out some kind of sad news about andarna so andarna's wing is not fully 
developed. It's one of her wings are very weak. Mm-hmm. And um, the elders, like the elder dragons, don't think that she'll ever be able to carry a rider. Yeah. Which is very sad. And you like she and she she's very sassy. So it's very fun to kind of get her she's perspective like, on things. Dad, let me go. <laughs> let me fight. I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> She she like wants to participate in everything, but she has to like train and be able to use her to in order to fly really at all. Uh, she has to practice a lot, and she can only go for certain amounts of time. Or uh, you know, other than that, Taryn has to carry her like he did when she was a feather tail. Yeah, and her, I think I literally think that Taryn could have been like, oh, the sky is blue, and then Darna would have been like. Um, technically, it is aquamarine. Technically, it's, technically, it's... <laughs> terracotta, and yeah. so no. Yeah, she w- would have argued <laughs> yeah. anything and everything. Very much giving off like teenage Groot vibes, which I love. I love teenage Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Never seen it. Oh, it's very funny. You should watch it. It's it's very funny. So. <laughs> I probably won't, but you know, I probably love that for not. you. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's two signets. So everyone is assuming that Violet is going to have two signets because she has two dragons. And as she's having a conversation with her unit about this, it comes up that oftentimes when a dragon bonds with someone who is in the same lineage as one of their former writers, that writer will either go insane or will um will end up with two signets mm-hmm. zayden and Sagale. Sagale's past writer was someone within zayden's family typically that would not be allowed um they they are just kind of like yeah if i shouldn't do that but i don't think anyone was gonna tell Sagale what she could and could not do so she bonded with zayden even though zayden's grandfather grandfather great-grandfather something was, like that was one of his previous writers and so violet realizes that zayden has two signets that she's never told her about and she starts asking him he never asked well, again it's <laughs> <laughs> the ongoing conversation that they have of him being like you can just ask so she they they Get, they do eventually get the wards up. They figure out what's going on. And Violet has this in the back of her mind that, okay, Zayden's got two signets. You know, we're going to we're gonna ask. They find out that they're Wyvern and Venon in the area. And they decide that they're going to go. And, you know, we're hoping the wards are going to gonna stick. Um, but if they don't, they're going to meet the, the Venon. Um to be able to fight them before they get to Ryerson House, you know, to, to keep people safe. And so as Sigale, Taryn, Violet, and Zayden are on the edge of the wards waiting for the, the wyvern, Violet and Zayden decide that this is the time to have the conversation about his second signet. And they're just like, she's like, what is it? And he kind of doesn't want to tell her. And so she starts guessing and she's going through all of the signets. And eventually she figures it out that he is what's called an intrinsic. Yeah. Which, if you recall from Fourth Wing, 
one of the writers presented with this signet manifested this this signet um and where you can read people's thoughts and he was killed for it mm-hmm. typically they do not allow intrinsics to live because it is such a dangerous signet to have question yes is th- that's why they keep Danes a secret right but isn't Danes a little different so Dane is not an intrinsic. If he is if touching, he touching you, you that's he can is, read yeah. your memories. But in yeah. intrinsics, they don't have to be touching you to be able to read your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, Zayden cannot straight up read thoughts. He can read intentions. Yes. Which is kind of a vague idea. Because I was talking about this with my friend Francis of like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. I guess it's just to sense because at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just like he can see whether or not your intentions are good or bad. Like if you're coming from like a pure place or like, yeah, you're trying to like get one up on him or like you're trying to kill him or something like that. But then there was one moment where he was like doing it to certain people, like I think like Melgren and like other people. And it seemed Mm -hmm. like he was getting like exact thoughts or something. So I was like, yeah. I don't I don't know. It made me think which he was open to Violet about, so I don't think he was lying by any means, but it was just a little iffy on exactly what he Yeah. Can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so Violet is understandably kind of upset because she I think the main thing with Violet is that she's just very insecure. And he could so, have told her that his second signet is tying untying people's shoes without touching them. And she would have been upset because she would have been like, is that why you want me to wear boots like all the time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, my God. Um, But yeah, I get her being a little annoyed. But some parts I'm like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> her whole thing was like, have you did you use it on me? And he's very clear that he he didn't use it on her once she became more to him. Yeah. And so I think initially she did, which is why, but it's also why he knew that she wasn't going to tell on him in fourth wing when oh, yeah. all of the Mark ones meet together. Yeah. Uh, once he, you know, once she became more to him, he didn't do it again. That was kind mm. of the end of it. But she's really grappling with this. And, you know, they're kind of like, we're going to, you know, we're going to fight about this. But they kind of get interrupted because the Wyverns show up and thankfully the wards seem to work and they are not able to get through they approach the ward and then the two wyvern die mm-hmm. they go back to ryerson house and they are met with um mira and serena and serena can still still wield power which means there's something wrong with the wards they're not quite right Yes, because she thought it was, like, the sick... It kept mentioning, which I had thought, like, not to get too much ahead, but that it would be seven-something, because it's, like, sixth and the one. It kept saying, like, and Mm. this, or, like, and the one. I'm like, okay, so there's a seven, but I thought it would just be, like, Violet maybe needed to do something because she's powerful. Yeah, because initially they thought it was supposed to be the six strongest writers, they tried that and that didn't work. And then they were like, oh, it's the six strongest dragons. And yes. so the dragons um, 
I don't remember what they're what they're like the groups are called, but like the different colors indicate like a different branch of different dragon like pie. breeds or something. Yeah. Yep. And so you need one dragon from each of the the kinds mm -hmm. to breathe fire, iron flame on wink wink <laughs> onto the, the stone, and that's what creates the ward. So that's what yes. they had done. Um and the thing with that is that the dragon can only give their their fire to one stone. Yes. And so they, you, they can't do multiples. So they it's kind of a one and done when it comes to the wards. So something's not right with the wards. They're trying to figure out what exactly is happening. It's it's not right. So um what I love about so going back to the signet is that Violet is definitely trying to avoid Zayden a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, he's like, we are gonna fight about this, and then she is hardcore avoiding him. She's like, I'm not ready. She like decides to spend the entire night in the library trying to translate the journal again to see like what went wrong and to keep studying and figure out what's wrong with the wards she just finds any reason to run away and then finally he's like no we are fighting about this and zayden over and over is like you love me i love you we are going to work this out and the emotional maturity of zayden during this part i just i loved it was it was so good it was because her whole thing is like, I don't want to play this guessing game of like, oh, you need to ask me. And like, I don't know what questions to ask and like all that stuff. And then he was basically just like, you did know what questions you want to ask, but like, you just didn't want to ask them. And I knew that oh, yeah. because I'm an intrinsic, but you didn't know that. But now you do know that. And I promise I won't use it anymore. Yes, and he, I, I love that Zayden kind of went in on Violet and was like, to your point of like, you, you know what you want to know, but you're scared to ask. Mm -hmm. and like you, you have like, don't be scared to ask me. You need to ask me. I think that's partially why he said that he would answer any question that she had because he wanted to know that she was ready for the answers, rather than yes. just giving her the information and then it like. I will you know. say though. To kind of Violet's point, when she first asked about the second signet, he didn't answer at first. Because he was scared. He was scared, but it's also like, okay, well, you said mm -hmm. I can ask questions. And then it took, I think, after they killed the wyvern and like a little later where he finally. Well, he never told her. She guessed. She guessed. And then he was like. So will it take you less than a minute to hate me? Or something yeah, like I know. Our sad boy. Zayden, and it's like, no, she boy. still loves you. She's just freaked out. Yeah. And so he does give her space to kind of come to terms, but eventually is like, nope, it's time for us to to chat this out, which I thought was hilarious. He has her meet him on one of the challenge mats. Oh, yeah. And like, they're going <laughs> like, to spar gonna, it like, out. Gonna sp yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. A good old spa. Which they don't really. Yeah, no. Like, there's not really any sparring that happening that happens. He just pins her really quickly, and then they kind of like hash it out, yeah. and it's super cute. But I just love, I loved how he like continued to pursue her, 
during this, like being like, hey, you didn't come to bed last night. Like, what's going on? Like, no, we need to talk this out. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, sorry, I got to go. I'm busy. Yep. I got to go. We to should, dis- we should fight about this. We have to translate this other journal. That's... Yeah. And they like, but they also have moments of repair into their relationship even before the resolve happens. So I in like, I'm weird about many things. And one of them is that one of my favorite podcasts is called Marriage Therapy Radio. Oh, And it is hosted by these two marriage therapists. And they give advice that is actually good really for any relationship. And one of the things that um, the guy talks about is that repair is more important than resolve. So the repair of the relationship is more important than the resolve of the argument. Yeah. And I feel like what I saw in Zayden throughout this time was attempts to repair their relationship. So it's Mm -hmm. like points of connection where he was like, I still love you. I'm still in this. We are still in this together. We're going to figure this out. We're going to fight about this. You know, it, it was this moment of they needed to have the argument, but they both wanted to be in a good place in order to have that argument. And so while they waited to have that argument, there was these moments of repair to their relationship, which I was like, wow, look at this emotional growth. Look at this emotional maturity. He would always try to get to like the core of the issue too. And be like, let's actually fix this instead of like doing a surface thing. Yep. Yep. So they get a call, or not a, a call. There's no phones. <laughs> they get a call. <laughs> get a call. Like, hey, Violet. Hey. <laughs> it's your favorite venom from your nightmare. Yeah, I'm she's just... the nightmares that she's having are really intense. Yeah. She's like, she's the the sage that like showed up at the end of Fourth Wing, like shows up in her dreams like yeah. a lot. It's mm-hmm. it's very, it's very Which... I get kind of like, I wonder if Zayden's having the same nightmares. I wondered the same. It kind of alluded in the end. It did. We'll get to it. But I was like, hmm, which would make sense because they're so connected. Yes. Yep. So uh, um, at Ryerson House, things are continuing to happen. And they get a message from Navarre from General Melgram that they want to meet mm-hmm. and pull they up. ask they what pull up <laughs> oh pull up um so what is what is requested is that whoever is running the revolution who's ever whoever speaks for the revolution um is to come and they are also to bring mira and violet they are kind of like, well, why do they want us there? And it's because the mom, I think the mom requests it. Yeah. He's a general in Navarre's army. So they go and they find out. So General Melgram's um, signet is that he can foresee battles. He can see the ending of battles. So they realize that the, the Wyvern are, are going to attack Navarre. And they're asking the revolution to join them and to help them fight. And they say, you know, I've, I've seen this. They are going to attack us. I um, I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Taylor Swift can be brought into every situation. I love it. 
oh, you know she's going to have a song. <laughs> oh, I love song. it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Baby, ride my dragon. Come on along with me. <laughs> I, I, I would love fire it. fire flame. Do you think Taylor Swift you. has read Fourth Wing? Not yet. I think she will. She's been on the tour. Yeah, but she's got downtime. Does she? I'm sure she does. She got to unwind after three hours of craziness. Yeah, but she's been busy with Travis Kelsey. I mean, I think she'll. I you know don't what? Blame I her. think before the third one comes out, and when she gets like a song for the series, she'll have at least been told about it. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like she. I think she'd like it. I think she'd be a fan. My violin. <laughs> <laughs> So violent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um they go and they meet with the the generals of Navarre. And um Brennan ends up showing up. And the ultimate decision that is made is that they the revolution will not join Navarre. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, you guys have left your neighboring countries to die and refuse to come to their aid we are now not going to join your aid like we're not coming sucks so to be you yeah yeah and this is where the mom sees brennan for the first time yeah and that is ooh, that scene is intense yeah it's a lot like he's clearly there's her which is kind of understandable because it kind of sounds like the mom kind of sacrificed him and so it is I, but it's like yeah she clearly was surprised and happy to see him, though. Yeah. Like, she she definitely loves her children a lot. And she actually... Doesn't she end up giving Violet... Like, she knows something's wrong with their wards. And she ends up giving Violet the, the diary of one of the other... Yes. And it's, like, in a different language. Like, Lyserish or something. I don't yeah. Know it's a language it. that Violet doesn't doesn't know. The mom so, always pulls through at the end and is just like, by does. the way, this is how you, like, do this. Like, I know y'all yeah. are acting like this. But just so you know, like, my main yeah. thing was to keep y'all safe. Yes. So, once y'all realize that, hmm, maybe by the end of this second book, um, let me just help you out real quick. Yeah. So, they get this journal. And the only person that knows this language is Jacenia. Mm-hmm. And... um. Violet kind of they they so they go back and Violet's like not okay with the decision that the revolution leaders have made. She's like, we can't just abandon them. Like it's not okay to just abandon Navarian citizens. Like they they're not part of this. They don't know what the government has been doing. They don't know what the scribes have been doing. You know, yeah. we can't we can't just abandon them. And so she really wrestles with this. And ultimately, as she starts looking through, so they have a battle brief where they're talking about where all the the wyvern are and the venon are. And she realizes that the wyvern and the venon are waiting at the edge of the wards in Navarre. And she's like, oh, my gosh, the wards are going to come down. Someone is going to bring the wards down. And so she convinces the writers, a, a group of the writers, to go back to Bezgaith to try and warn um, the mom. That's where the mom is stationed and yeah. and try and warn the people that this is going to happen. And um, it's kind of left to this, like you, it, it's your decision if you want to go, but we're not going to officially do this. 
So she goes with a, a group of writers and Zayden obviously comes. Some of the dragons Bobby. also agree to come because the, uh, Bezgayeth is right by the Vale, which is where the hatching ground are mm-hmm. for the, the dragons. This whole situation too kind of posed the existential question of are we becoming our enemy or the thing we're against? Yes. Because them not helping Navarre, though Navarre, the reason they left was because Navarre wouldn't help citizens and like be right. open about the existence of Wyvern and Venon. The whole thing about this and what the root of this revolution is that we care about everyone and we look out for everyone. So right. if we turn a blind eye to Navarre and not help them, aren't aren't we just as bad as them? Good question. And in the words of Taryn, we do not eat our allies. Boom. I don't know how that fits. I just wanted to say that because I thought it was funny. Um, I don't either, but I'm always down for Taryn to quote. <laughs> Taryn, well, Taryn has to tell Andarna all the time because Andarna is always like, can I eat them? Let me at them. Let me at them. kill cat. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Andarna's ready to like, to just she swallow is. cat whole. She's and like, they, let me, let me at her. And even during this, they're like, Violet's pleading just like, Andarna, can you just stay? And she's like, no, I'm coming. Yeah. And so she comes. Yeah. And Darna keeps saying, I will be where I am needed. Which is with you. This is with you. And I love it. It's so cute. Um, so they go they go back to Bezgayeth. The mom is like, what are you doing here? Everything is fine. No, you're wrong. Like, our our wards are fine. Like, And Violet's like, just take me down there. Let me see what's going on. So they go down to where the ward stone is. And lo and behold, the guards that are there are dead. And none other than Jack freaking Barlow. <laughs> Is there trying? I forgot to about destroy. him. I he really wasn't too. in the second part, so yeah. I was just like, when he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah. Is there trying to destroy the Wardstone with his dragon? He ends up sacrificing his dragon mm-hmm. in order to break the Wardstone, and everyone's like, oh, he's about to die because if you will recall, a dragon without its rider is a tragedy, but a rider with or yeah. But a writer without it, a, a dragon without its writer is a tragedy, and a writer without its dragon is dead. So mm-hmm. they are all thinking, like Violet wounded him. He sacrificed his dragon to to put out the fire for his wardstone and to and to break it apart. They're thinking he's about to die, mm-hmm. except he doesn't, because Jack Barlow is a venom. Is an oh yes, a mutant venom. Yes, because the venom are created. Because they take power outside of what is channeled to them through their dragons. And so at some point during Fourth Wing, he started doing this. And that's why he didn't die. And they were able to bring him back. So the mending that Nolan was doing on him was not to mend his body after Violet brought a mountain down on him. It was to try and mend his mind from like what is happening with him by like channeling this this magic that he's not supposed to have yeah because what we'll learn later is when you're a venom there's no cure but there is control yes and and like the the thing with magic is that magic has to be balanced so that's why taryn who is one of the most powerful dragons picked violet who is one of the 
quote unquote weakest, like fragile writers. Mm -hmm. And so there's this balance that happens. Violet has this really intense signet through Taryn of wielding lightning, but her body is frail. And, you know, and so there's this, that's the balance. The venom supersede that by channeling directly from the earth and that corrupts them, corrupts their mind, corrupts their body. You talk, it's talked a lot about bloodshot eyes and um, like bulging red veins around the eyes and all of this stuff where it's, it's corrupting them. It corrupts their mind. It almost makes them go insane. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Nolan has been trying to mend within Jack Barlow throughout yeah. this entire thing. Also why they have the the dosing that they gave them throughout. I think we talked about it last uh, in the last book or last section where they like gave them this tonic that would like sever their connection with their dragons. Oh, yes. During the and, interrogation. Right. And that is that is also used on Jack um, kind of through apparently throughout and while he was able to kind of appear really normal even mm -hmm. though he was a venom, not yeah. Um, I don't know. During this scene, I got um. Did you ever see The Incredibles? Yes. That villain at the end of it, where he's like trying to destroy the world. I just saw Jack Barlow as that. But I also <laughs> think Jack has um, Joffrey. Oh yeah, from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. That was oh, that was a rough character. Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah. So the wards are down mm -hmm. and the venom start coming and mm -hmm. we have this battle that is happening and it is not going well. Eventually, Brennan shows up. Everyone is kind of there and Violet has this idea. She's like, can you mend the stone? Which mm -hmm. I didn't even know this was a thing. She's like, we we are. It's like they, the, the wyvern and venom kind of send out this first this first wave and they're they're able to withstand them and they push them back yeah. but clearly there is more coming yeah sawyer and, loses a leg yes that but he's alive <laughs> was so intense it was oh my gosh i was like oh not first i was like oh no not rhiannon and then i was like oh no not sawyer i don't know if i can handle I'm like, this not riddick no not i didn't riddick. want any of these people What's to die happening? <laughs> sawyer does lose a leg and venom like chomps it off but in a very cute scene mm -hmm. um jessenia finds out and is like oh my gosh where's sawyer where is he i must i must find sawyer oh, yes so sawyer and it's so cute sawyer learns how to sign so he can talk to jessenia and then it's it's super cute i love it but jessenia throughout this whole thing has been translating this journal and she came to bezgayeth because First off, Violet was very upset because she was like, what are you doing here? This is like a battle. What's yeah. happening? And she's like, no, I need to be here because if I find the answer to it so we can fix the wards, I'll be too far away if I'm at Ryerson House to actually help. Which is very smart thinking on Jasenia's side because mm -hmm. she does figure it out. Yeah. And the answer is that it is not the breath of six dragons. It is seven. And that seven. there is a seventh type of dragon. And throughout the whole the whole book, as uh, Andarna, after Andarna woke up, she's seen as a black dragon. But it's talked about over and over and over again how her scales look different 
mm-hmm. depending upon like the light and what she's around. And and Violet's just kind of like, oh, that's weird. It must be because she's an adolescent. Like maybe her her scales will dull with time and be more like Taryn's. That is not the case. No, it's not. And Darna is a seventh type of dragon. And she her scales is. are purple. They are. And she had made a, a, a comment. Um, violet, if you will. Eight. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I did, wow, it's so good. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> they have oh, it's so good. Wow. Um I yeah, that did not even occur to me. It just did to me. Nice. But yeah. So and, and like and Darna had like said things in like previous chapters that kind of hinted at that i'm not like the other dragons <laughs> i'm not like the other dragons maybe i am the oldest of my coven or i don't i honestly don't remember what they nest i don't remember what they're called like i feel that. bad yeah and violet just thought she was being like dramatic but yeah. like that's that's why andarna was able to bond violet as a feather tail because she wasn't subject to any to any of the elders because she was she is an elder. She is. She's the oldest of her kind because she's the only of her kind. And she tells Violet that she waited 650 years for her. And the only reason she hatched was she heard the elders talking about Violet and talking about this general's daughter um, who was frail but mighty. And she just knew that, like, that's who she needed to be with. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Darna. It was so sweet because they have such a good connection throughout it and such it's care so for one another. And I note it, you know, and Darna is basically Violet because, like, she's the one that was always underestimated. Like, oh, she's an adolescent. Her wings aren't growing. She's not going to be able to have a rider. Like, even Violet would kind of treat her a little Dane-coded. Like, oh, like, True. you can't go. You can't be a part of this. You need to stay home. Mm-hmm. And then Adarna proves time and time again. She, like, killed a venom and she was able to, like, hide within the mountains to where even Violet couldn't see her. Yeah. She killed that other, dra- helped kill that other dragon Soulless. that had attacked somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Soulless. Yep. She just keeps proving herself. And it's just, like, she is Violet. And that's a, that's a good observation. A seventh kind of dragon. It's so good. So Brennan is able to mend the wardstone and Violet now has to imbue it with power and things are just going crazy. So a battle mm-hmm. is happening. Violet has she she's able to get six of you know the other six types of dragons to agree. It's a whole thing because the only other dra- black dragon other than Taryn is General Melgram's um, dragon Coda. Mm-hmm. And she has to like confront Coda because Coda's huge. Coda's bigger than Taryn. And she's like, Will you come? If I get the ward stone up and ready and I can we can repair the wards, will you come? Because they have to have one of each of the dragons. And he does agree. And so she starts imbuing the the stone with her power. And she realizes that it's not happening fast enough. They're trying to get other writers in, but the other writers are, um, they're fighting this battle and Zayden is out fighting this battle. And we also find out that there is a Venon that has like a direct connection with Zayden. And that's, which is why to your 
comment of, I wonder if he's also having nightmares. There, for some reason, these Venon have ties to Zayden and to Violet. Mm-hmm. And so he is battling out with this this general on the on the Venon side. And Violet realizes that in order to get the the stone to where it needs to be, it's going to take all of her power. So she is willing to sacrifice herself. And her mom figures it out and Brennan figures it out. And they are able to push her away and not let her do that. Everyone is like, no, don't do this. What's going on? You can't do this. And her mom finds out that Sloan, so if you remember from the the first half of the book, Sloan is Liam's little sister. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Sloan is a um is a siphon. Her signet is that she can drain people of their power. Yes. And the mom finds this out and is like, you have to you have to do this. You have to drain my power. You have to take my power and and put it into the stone. And the way that she goes about getting Sloane to agree, because a Sloane is a first year. Mm-hmm. So she's very young. And Sloane is like, no, I don't want to do this. And Violet's mom is like, I killed your mom. I hunted her down. I brought her to her execution. I made you watch. It's like saying all of this stuff to try and get Sloane to hate her enough to do this. Yeah. And Sloane clearly, like, clearly is not doing this because she hates Violet's mom. Like Sloan really turned a corner at some point and yeah. really started, I think as she got more of Liam's letters, mm-hmm. but the mom is doing what she has to do to get this to happen. And ultimately like grab Sloan and, and put Sloan's hand on, on the stone. And um, the mom sacrifices herself and her dragon to in, put power into the stone so that the wards can go up. And it's this moment with Brennan is there and Violet is there. And she's like, I would do anything for you guys. And you just, you see this like resolve in her of like, this is, this is my, this is my last purpose. I'm going to make sure that you guys are okay. And I just listened to it this morning and just sobbed as i was listening to this it was sad because it's so like throughout the whole like the whole two books i was like i really hope the mom is like is good and that she like knows what's going on but she's not gonna like she's gonna be able to do the right thing in the end and she does and it's there i feel like there's a little bit of like redemption of her and brennan's relationship through this violet is inconsolable and just just so like you know you know screaming at her mother don't do this like sloan please don't do that that's my mom you know all of this stuff and ultimately it works and mm-hmm. the stone has enough power now they're able to get the seven seven dragons to breathe fire onto it the wards go up so it worked and it's that scene though is so so powerful in so many ways and the reason that like i was crying because obviously the mom is sacrificing herself but also for sloan like to have to take a life in that way Mm -hmm. especially when she's just learning about her power and the first time she used her power she like flipped out she thought she was going to turn into a venom because she didn't know what her power was what is this (laughs) right 
And so I think that is going to have an impact on her like mentally and emotionally for a really long time. Probably. It was definitely intense. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it was just a sad moment with the mom sacrificing herself. I was like, no, I don't want the mom to die. Like, this is a good redemption. But I kind of wanted more from the mom and to get even more of the mom's perspective yeah. of certain things. And then, like, the kids, although they had kind of been against the mom, were just like, no, we don't want you to die. Like, obviously, you're our mom. So it was just a heartbreaking moment. And then, and like, as, like, right before she dies, she's, like, talking to Violet and Brennan about how much she loves them. And she's like, and soon I'm going to see him again. I'm going to be reunited with your father. Oh, and yeah. I just, oh, my You're gosh. Like, oh. Just, <laughs> uh, just boo-hoo crying. Like, I I was just like, oh, my God. Um, uh, And then you get, it was a lot. And then you get a, so at the, at the beginning of each of the chapters, there is like a, a little like foreword. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like um, excerpts from um, correspondence between Zayden and Violet, or it's an expert from a book. Well, the one that is in the beginning of the chapter right after the mom dies is a correspondence that she never sent to her husband from the mom to, to their dad. And she says something along the lines of um, most generals hope to fall in battle they hope to that if they were to die they die in battle but that's not but you something like you know me better than that my love if if i fall it will be in the protection of our children yeah and i was just like oh (laughs) oh, my heart it was like no mom come back to life i take back the bad things i said about you (laughs) and like it's it's such a sad moment. I I don't remember if I said this at the at the top, but I listened to it on my way somewhere this morning. Oh, we got to see people. Yeah, and and they were like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" You're like, "Yeah, I'm fine, I guess." They're like, "You seem really upset," and I was like, "No, it's okay. It just it was this book, and it was like really sad, and the mom died." <laughs> like, they're like, "Okay, okay, we just want to make sure you're okay." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." It's just fiction, honey. <laughs> I know it's not a real story, but like, it made me really sad. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So uh with the wards up, the the wyvern fall and the venon kind of freak out and they 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 run away. So it's not everyone dies. There's definitely no. going to be more, but it beats them back for the day. Yeah. And Violet is obviously very sad about her mother, but also is trying to find Zayden. She can't feel Zayden. Zayden has his his wards or his um fields. Fields? Shields. Shields. Yes. I was like, that's another <laughs> shields. Has his shields, shields up. So Violet cannot feel him. And she we also find out Sawyer's okay. Like, you know, he was in surgery. He's okay. Probably still doesn't have a leg, but you know, okay. alive. Yeah, alive. Worse things. <laughs> Yes. And um, so she reaches out to Taryn. It's like, I need to put eyes on you and on Zayden. We know Andarna is okay because Andarna was with her where the wardstone was. And so she, Taryn tells her where they are. She goes out, sees Taryn. He's okay. And goes to walk towards Zayden. And Segale is blocking her path. And they have a little like interaction Good where. War. 
you say a bit battle good war good battle good war yeah well <laughs> they yeah they like yes but also Sigail says or, or Violet says to Sigail you know will you let me pass to see him to see Zayden and Sigail says um oh yeah because Sigail goes oh you fought well today and Violet's like you too and she goes yes it's expected that I would <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it like, thanks Sigail <laughs> <laughs> but Sigail also tells Violet to be very cautious with her words like be very careful with your words right now and I was like oh that's interesting like, weird but okay so she goes and finds Zayden standing at the edge of a ravine and he tells her that he did indeed defeat the general of from the the venom and cut his ties with cut the the general's ties to to Zayden. Zayden won't look at her and like Violet goes to touch his hand and he like pulls away and finally they kind of have this moment where he's like this is where we need to be this is where you're going to be safest this is where the wards are you know the wards here are complete the wards that we did back home are already starting to fail. Like, this is where we should be. And he, she's like, well, what do you, like, he, he makes a comment of, you'll be protected here. You won't have to be afraid. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I just, I defeated Venon and, War- and, and Wyvern and I just did all of this stuff. I just watched my mom die. Like, what could I, what could possibly be out there for me to be afraid of. And he says, me. And he looks at her and he has red around his eyes. Meaning Surprise that Zayden. Me. <laughs> Zayden channeled more power than he should have and seemingly is becoming a venom. Yes. And that's where we get the little excerpt where it's like, there's no cure, but there is yes. control. Yep. And so the very last section, the very last chapter is from Zayden's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rehashes his battle with the general. And the general had made a comment of, you will churn for love. Meaning that like they're he, they're trying to get Violet and, and Zayden to turn into Venon, to join their side, to join their movement. Yeah. And he obviously is like pushing back against that, but realizes that he is he is power like the, the venom is going to overtake him. And that is why he makes the decision. He starts to feel the the power coming from the earth, which again is not the power that's coming from Sigail, which is the only power that he's supposed to draw from. Mm-hmm. He draws power from the earth in order to defeat the venom, which in theory makes what the venom said is true yeah you know i mean but you got to do what you got to do to win but there's a sac- there's there's yes a con there's pros there's cons there's true. sacrifices yes um yeah zayden then wakes up from a dream and we find out that that's a flashback of what actually happened mm-hmm. and he's sleeping next to violet evidently they you know she she didn't run away from him you know, she still loves him, is still going to be there for him. Zayden decides to go see Jack Barlow because Jack Barlow is being kept in a cell under Bezgaith. And that's where he goes and says, what's the cure? You know, there's a cure. And Jack's like, ha, there is no cure. 
It's like, I guess, guess we're brothers now. And that's kind of the end of it. Like Zayden is just fighting against the reality of what he's become. It's also noted that Segale is, is kind of giving him the cold shoulder right now. Oh yeah. So I think that'll be interesting to see how their relationship develops through this. But the book ends at this point where Zayden seemingly is becoming a venom. What happens next? I don't know. Jack Barlow is still alive. Violet's mom is gone. We won't know until I don't next know. December. <laughs> There's so a much. Year. At least. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, technically, I think, I think I did hear that all of the publishing dates for all of the books, there's going to be five in total, mm-hmm. that they all have been decided. But obviously, that could change depending upon what's going on in the author's life. This is true. So it definitely is a cliffhanger of like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, what's going to be the next thing? Also, like, why do they want Violet and, and Zayden so much? Like, what is it just the amount of power that the two of them wield? I think so. Like, they're very yeah. powerful individually and then, like, together. Yeah. They're, like, unstoppable pretty much. Yeah. Also, like, what's Violet's second signet going to be? Oh, true. The author has said that apparently there were hints at it in the book. Okay. But nothing that, like, immediately comes to mind. Yeah, nothing comes to mind, really. So I'll have to ponder that. Will we see more purple dragons? Maybe. That would be fun. Maybe that's what the hatchling is. Maybe. That's true. They don't actually talk about what, which, the, the dragon that hatches in, like, the area around Ryerson House. They don't talk about what it didn't really get mentioned kind of that much aside from it hatched. Yeah. I don't know. But definitely, you know, much like Fourth Wing, plot twist, only after Fourth Wing, Iron Flame came out shortly after. Well, um, for you, I don't actually know me. when Fourth Wing yeah, was I don't initially know. published. I feel like it was less than a year at least. Yeah, probably. I honestly have no idea. So I don't either, but at least for us. Um, but um, look, so that was the ending with that. Katie. There was so much in this book. So much you happened. Just, we didn't even talk about everything. There but, were things that we got left that left out because it was I don't know how we could. So we, we don't have a year. I know. That's you know? <laughs> so what we would need to talk. There we, are people who have like entire podcasts de- dedicated to this where they do like half of a chapter in every episode. Like, honestly i could see that so much <laughs> so i much. could definitely see that we should listen to that but um you know that was iron flame katie overall thoughts what are you rating this out of one to five lattes and who are you getting a coffee with and also let's throw in what do you predict something with um that will happen with the third book all right so my rating for this is like five out of five this was a great book great like second book in the series i thought it was really well written there were a few things that i i think were not necessarily the author's fault there were definitely like with the audiobook a few missteps where like the narrator would use the wrong voice for the character that happened a couple times um at one point instead of solace they said solace 
And so there was like little things here and there where I was like, mm, that's not quite right. And I think there's been some issues with like publishing and stuff. But from the storyline perspective, I thought it was really good. I There's a couple characters that I was like, I don't know, like Arik. I don't know why Arik was in this book. Like, I thought he, really he would be anything. a bigger presence. Yeah, I thought so too. And, and then yeah. it was kind of like. Mm. Yeah. So, but again, maybe, maybe we'll see more of him. Who knows? Yeah. But I really enjoyed this book. I really am liking the series. Um, I thought the author did a great job. She is, yeah, I think she's doing a great job, Rebecca. Like, keep on keeping on. I cannot wait for the rest of these books. I, from this, from this set of, or from this book, I would probably want to get a coffee with Taryn. Okay. I just love him. And he is so sassy. And he's, he's funny. I just, I love Taryn. I do too. I think of the characters who are still alive, I think he's my favorite character in the series. Okay. I love that for you. Let me think about predictions. You tell me your okay. rating and who you'd get coffee with, and then let's we'll do some predictions after that. Yeah, good, because I also need to think of some predictions. Um, okay, overall, I really like this book. If you listen to the first part, I did have some struggles with it. Mm-hmm. I'll at, I'll say possibly could be because I was listening to the audiobook and I was not vibing with the narrator. I still love the narrator. I just want to put that out. I think she did a great job, especially in the very intensely emotional parts of the book. Like her emotion, I think, heightens it for me. But her negatives were related to the narrator. No, because I think (laughs) my part was my point of that is mistakes happen. And I think that they release things too quickly and didn't catch the mistakes. No narrator is going to be perfect. So that was more of a quality control issue than it was with the narrator herself. Okay, auditor speak. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, so yeah, I struggled with the first half. The second half was great. And although I struggled with the first half, it had some good moments. Mm -hmm. It struggled, I think, in the beginning, which I think a lot of sequels tend to do, where it was like finding its footing and kind of like getting back interested and thrown into this world um that being said i really like the book like and i love the series so like no knock on that i'm not gonna give it a five i give i gave fourth thing a five i'll give this a solid 4.5 still okay. good still a 90 um and maybe i'll think back to it and like even rate it higher but i will say i thought it was good there was definitely points in it where i was just like okay like we get it like but then there was points where i was like oh my god what's happening and then i was like okay it's gonna end with a wyvern venom war which it did i was happy that no one died well mom the mom died but no one like from the core four and like zayden didn't die or anything like that and i'm also glad dane's alive because he really took a turn a positive turn um if i were to get a coffee with someone i'm gonna throw a curveball because I remember, I think, because you said Liam in the first one, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. I almost said Liam again, but I I thought I should pick someone different for this one. You said Zayden in the first one. I did one. say Zayden. I'll throw a curveball and say that the person I want to get a coffee with is Kat. Because. Because y'all petty. You want to sit I down and have. I feel like it would be your... fun. <laughs> 
it would be petty. But also, Kat kind of took a turn. Like, and she became, like, an a true ally to Violet. Violet, because Violet granted her grace in a lot of instances. And, like, with the Battle of Solas, she really had her back. Or yeah. Solas, however you say it. It's Solas. Solas, okay. And then um, just other moments where she would kind of, like, turn around on Violet and kind of give her a compliment. A little backhanded, but also a compliment. And she came back to fight for her. Yeah. At when the venom before Andarna killed that one venom, like she turned, even though she didn't have as much power or anything mm-hmm. like that, so it really showed her character. I think before, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if her power often turned on her in certain moments and made her emotions heightened. And you know, let's say, okay. like, would you fight for Zayden? Come on. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing: she didn't even she didn't even care about Zayden as a person. She just wanted his his, his quote unquote crown. The she queen wanted, wanted the, the jewels. Like, what can we say? Like, she fought for the jewels. But like, Zayden <laughs> deserves better than that. Yes, Zayden deserves does. someone who loves him regardless of of he what he does. Can give them. I'm not saying I want a cat with Zayden. I'm just saying, you know what? We all have an origin story. And that was hers. And, you know, it was probably coming from a place of insecurity. She did have a moment where she's fiercely loyal to the Flyers. And given her disdain for Violet with the whole Zayden situation and her thinking maybe Zayden could have saved that one Flyer. Because remember, there was one Flyer that ended up dying. Yeah, Violet could have saved the Flyer. Yeah, Violet could have saved. So it was just like, um, you know, it's just like it didn't help. So, but she quickly turned around. She saw Violet's true intentions and she really, she came through in the end. So I will say she's, she'd be an interesting character to learn more about. Okay. That's fair. She did come through in the end and she showed up and she. If she stayed crazy, I wouldn't want to get coffee, but because she came through. Psycho. Yes. Also, I wouldn't be mad if Marin showed up just for a minute, just to chat. Cause Marin seemed cool and nice. Kat's best friend. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to learn right. more about her. But um predictions. Agreed. Got any predictions, Katie? I think that hmm. I think Jack Barlow's gonna escape at some point. Okay, yeah. And go back to, to the Venom. He'll show up in a battle somewhere after that happens. Violet ultimately will get to kill him again, but for real this time. I think that somehow either somehow they're going to figure out how to cure cure Zayden or he's going to be able to manage the effects of channeling outside of Sigale. Mainly because I feel like they I I just don't feel like you can make Zayden into a, a venom completely. I think it there's going to be some kind of balance between this like light and dark within him, light magic versus dark magic within him, and somehow he's going to be able to manage both of them because of his like true intentions. Like he's not he's not channeling this power out of greed, but mm-hmm. out of necessity in order to protect the people that he loves, which is a very different intention from the rest of the venom so i think there's going to be something there 
I think he is going to try and push Violet away. And Violet is going to have to, like, I think the the emotional intelligence is going to have to kind of swing more towards Violet in the second book or third book. And she's going to have to be the one that's like, no, I love you. And we are in this together. Yeah. And regardless of, of like, I, I want to be in the struggle with you. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think those are my predictions there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything beyond that. Like, I'm, I'm sure someone else is going to die in this next book because that's the pattern currently. Mm-hmm. It's bound to happen, but who yeah. is the question? Yeah. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna emotionally wreck me <laughs> with their <Right>. death? <laughs> I don't um, know. I definitely can see everything you're saying. Zayden's definitely gonna try to push her away. I did have a very um jarring prediction just sweep through my mind. And I don't know if it's gonna be the third book, but maybe by the fifth book, I wouldn't be surprised if Zayden becomes full venom. And it has to be a showdown between him and Violet. Oh my gosh, I would be so sad. Wouldn't that be? I would be so sad. And then what if it's like if one dies, the other dies? Like something like well, that. Well, we already know that because they're already connected. Yeah, but maybe, or maybe the Venom thing will sever some of the connection. Maybe there'll be a loophole somewhere. I don't know. But, I, don't, I don't like that. that and I, sad. Yeah. And, I do know the author has said that there won't be a love triangle. I so, like that. Yeah, but to your I point of that. if Zayden becomes Venon, like fully Venon and turn changes sides, if he ends up dying, it's not a love triangle if Violet ends up with Dane. I don't want this. I don't want that to be a thing. That's true. Just pointing it out. But I Do, don't want that to be a they thing. They did kind of open the door for a potential Dane Violet. I feel like I feel like Dane could end up with someone else. I don't know who. Um, I also wonder what will come of Sloan. I'm a little nervous about Sloan and the I'm effect. So not interested in Sloan. <laughs> More, I, I I'm interested because of the end. Yeah. She she was kind of again she was kind of a, a throw off character for me. For most of the book, but at towards the end, I'm like, mm, that feels like a lot of trauma for a yeah. a 21 or 20 year old to manage. And her brother is dead. And what if Dane and Riddick end up together? That'd be a twist. That would be a twist. <laughs> I don't think it'd be mad because he's the really sarcastic one, right? Yeah. I actually wouldn't be mad about that because I feel like that would balance out Dane. It probably would. Yeah. Honestly, Rebecca. I'm okay with that. Hey. If you're listening. They did kind of because Violet and Dane were kind of making up this book. But we do need to remember when they kissed, she felt nothing. So yeah. I think it's more their friendship than anything that yeah, I will agree. be rekindled. I agree. Um, but There's so many ways this book can go or the series can go. I know. I'm so excited. I'm just excited to read it, y'all. Me too. But that's it for Iron Flame, y'all. We've reached the end. Such a long episode. Such Thank long you for episode. staying with us through the end of all of our excitement. Yes. 
and emotions. Imagine when the third book comes out. Hopefully, because this book was longer than Fourth Wing. Yeah, not by too much longer, but it was longer. It was a little longer. We'll yeah. see if it takes the Harry Potter route and hits the thousand pages. Um, Go, Rebecca. Go, Rebecca, go. But with that being said, you know, next week we're going to be doing our last coffee break of 2023. Yay. Our last episode of 2023. Our last episode of 2023. And it's going to be. We made it. We did make it. It's going to be where we're ranking all the books um, we read in 2023. We're going to do our own individual ranking and we're going to see where each other's heads are at. It's true. And Brandon, you officially met your goal, your resolution for 2023. I did. I read You read more than 12 books this year. I did. Oh my gosh. Look at you. Someone baked me a cake. I can do cookies. You do good cookies, actually. Yeah, I don't do cakes. Well, that's not true. Sometimes I do, but mainly cookies. Katie does make a good brown butter cookie. Facts. I'd bake some cookies for Zayden. You'd bake a lot for Zayden. I'd bake you a, you're right, uh, I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure to uh, rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can listen to us anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Literary Latte Podcast. And if you would like to send us any emails with thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, you know, book recommendations, dating recommendations for Katie, you can reach us at the literary latte podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah,